0: we go it is another day it is another power hour here on the planet 90s and 2000s rock let me remember while we start or before we really start the show let me take this off if you're watching on Facebook live I'm gonna take off the planet power hour is coming up so what is on tap this morning for the power hour we're live until 9 Talking about the daily headlines and stories today here on the planet, 90s and 2000s rock. Also, live on our app, App Store, Google Play, search for Listen to the Planet. On Alexa, enable the planet online skill, then say Alexa, play the planet online. On TuneIn Radio now, search for the planet We're on the iHeart platform, search for Listen to the Planet, all over the place. Live online, live on my Planet Facebook page, or excuse me, live on my personal Facebook page. And I'm going to share that to our Listen to the Planet page right now. So live on both pages. If you're listening, you want to watch, you can. This content also going to our brand-new YouTube channel, The Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan. If you want to go and subscribe to that, you can. You can watch all the previous segments. And also on Spotify, The Planet Power Hour, and coming soon, if I can get it right and have the time to get it published and get it going, to Apple Podcast and Google Podcasts. What are we going to talk about today? Well, it's Thanksgiving week. Going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving to start our Power Hour. Got to talk about what's happening on Twitter. That's in the headlines today. Going to also talk about a Power Ranger that passed away over the weekend. Shooting at Club Q. President Biden celebrated his birthday. He also made a milestone too. I'll tell you about that. Got an uh-uh moment today. This uh-uh moment has to do with the bank robber. Going to talk World Cup. No beer at the World Cup, and also going to talk about some bracelets that's causing a bit of a con- bit of a controversy at the World Cup. Still a strange situation in Idaho. The killing of four college students there, still not much more info, one of the four students being laid to rest today, but just a strange situation with that story, all in all, not much information coming out and, and not really changing what was originally said, but, but you can read more about it if you like. Starting out with Thanksgiving week. So today is Monday of Thanksgiving week. Just a side note, we will be off Thursday for Thanksgiving and then Friday too. Taking a few days off here at The Planet. Now you won't hear my voice, you won't hear Bridget Rose's voice in the afternoon. But you will get the music. And and really that's what you listen to The Planet for, the music. The 90s and 2000s rock that you've been missing. So that's still going to go on. Just just no voices on the station. But Thanksgiving week, people are, are starting to get out of their routines. Do you agree with that? The holidays makes you get out of your normal routine. You may be off of work this week. You, you know, may be taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, or maybe you're taking Friday and Monday off. But the holidays are a time where people are just starting to get out of their normal routines. A lot of vacation time being taken, days off from work. But I was reading a few things about Thanksgiving this morning. And I wanted to, I wanted to share some of it with you. Does your family normally get along for Thanksgiving? Or do you have a family that's kind of controversial? If you want your Thanksgiving get-together to be as enjoyable as possible, ban some topics of conversation ahead of time. guess you got to send out a mass text to everyone who's going to your Thanksgiving celebration and say, look, we can talk, but these topics, no, we're not going to talk about them at all. What are some of those topics that people agree on? Well, politics, number one. Social justice issues, number two. Climate change, number three. Equal rights and the economy. Those are probably some topics that would maybe start arguments at the Thanksgiving table. I don't know. Also, a four-day weekend for a lot. Just talking about us being off. You probably going to be off on Thursday. Hopefully, you're off on Friday, too. Got a big, long weekend. The day after Thanksgiving, not a federal holiday, but is an official holiday in almost half the states in the United States and a day that's given off by most employers. Black Friday, do some shopping. Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday. Got a lot going on this week. And when it comes to cooking (laughs) for the holidays, if your family says you're a great Thanksgiving cook, take it with a grain of salt. Get this. Seven in ten people just lie if a holiday meal tastes bad. Seven in ten. So maybe your cooking is not that good. Man, now I'm starting to think about it. It's like, was my, was my family lying to me this whole entire time? <laughs> that's a lot of people, seven in ten, mm, that's good when it's really not. And just for the record, if you're given the task to bring ice or paper goods for your Thanksgiving celebration, that is a sign that you cannot cook. (laughs) Share that meme a few years ago. If they ask you to bring ice to Thanksgiving, you can't cook. So just think about that, and you can use it if you want. You don't have to give me any credit. I kind of stole it from a Thanksgiving meme a few years back. But, man, that was a lie. When I read that this morning, 7 in 10 lie if a holiday meal tastes bad. And also reading this this morning, you, you, you think Thanksgiving, you think turkey. But it's like turkey every year. And let me see if I can go to our Planet Facebook page because I have this question up there. Uh, I put, are you tired of turkey for Thanksgiving? Do you and your family do something totally different? Got a few comments. Have a honey ham as well for variety. Kevin says, stuff turkey rolls and roast beef in a slow cooker. That's not bad. (laughs) Got this meme from Chad says, going to glaze the turkey with LSD this year. Then we'll see who has their blank together. Come on now. <laughs> but turkey in the oven, it, it does get a little monotonous. Here in South Louisiana, you can fry a turkey a few years back. Uh, boil the turkey like you would boil crawfish. That was okay. Um, last year, I think it was last year, threw a turkey on the Traeger. That was pretty good. Yes, I use a Traeger. Go ahead and call me names if you want to. But that was okay. And it's been a few years since I fried a turkey. But I'm not hosting Thanksgiving this year. If I, if I was going to host it, I was going to fry a turkey. But that's not happening. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that for Christmas. Hadn't had a good fried turkey in a while. But if you are frying a turkey, make sure to do it safe. But oh, and another thing I've done over the past few years, getting a stuffed turkey roll. That, that's pretty good. Got a good one from uh, Earl's, Cajun Market on Vero. What was it, like crawfish, uh, tasso. I forgot what else was stuffed in there. They have some great stuffed turkey rolls. All over the place, they got great stuffed turkey rolls. It's, and it's also easier. It's easier. You can throw in the oven. You don't have to you know, worry about you know, carving the big-ass turkey, which I am not good at. When we do that, it used to be my father-in-law's job. I'd, I'd make him cut it because I just, I just didn't want to carve it up. Didn't want to deal with that. But if you get a turkey roll, you don't have to deal with the carving up of a turkey. You just each, all you have to do is slice it. And it's also very good. But happy Thanksgiving again. Going to be off on Thursday and Friday. You'll just get music here on the planet. No power hour or anything like that. I uh, wanted to share this with you. I saw this on Facebook. Since we're on the topic of Thanksgiving real quick. And <laughs> I guess this is if you kind of have this family that, that likes drama, that, that likes arguments. What do you think about this? My mom invited Kevin. This is not my mom. Someone share this story on Thanksgiving uh, about Thanksgiving dinner. My mom invited Kevin to Thanksgiving dinner. Kevin is the man my aunt Cheryl has been having an affair with Kevin invited my aunt Cheryl to dinner at a friend's house but she said no because she was having dinner with her family so Kevin is going to this friend's house alone this friend's house happens to be my house my aunt Cheryl is having dinner at my house with her husband Kevin or excuse me with her husband Kevin is Is my mom's co-worker Cheryl met Kevin at a bar when she told my uncle she was working late Kevin showed me a pic of his new girlfriend two weeks ago I told my mom to invite Kevin I can't wait to sit next to Kevin so Kevin and Cheryl got this side piece going on and they don't know that they're going to the same Thanksgiving celebration and here's the end of this story and Cheryl ruined my relationship a few years ago, and I told her to count her days. That day is today. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's circulating on, uh, on Facebook. Pretty funny. Kind of ruthless. Ruthless and funny all at the same time. She ruined his relationship. Now they're gonna have a nice Thanksgiving dinner, and that's probably a few years old. I don't, I don't think that's a, a new meme or story on Thanksgiving, but I thought it was pretty funny. Twitter always in the headlines, always in the headlines. But couple things this go round, because there are a few, there are a few people that are back on Twitter. Elon Musk reinstated Donald Trump's account after users voted. He put it out on a poll. Users voted to let him back on. Kanye also back on. And to be fair and balanced, Kathy Griffin now back on Twitter. 51.2% of people voted to let Donald Trump back on. Elon tweeted, quote, the people have spoken. Trump will be reinstated. Um, he also, I don't know how you say it, I guess it's Latin, the voice of the people, the voice of God is also where he, uh, he also tweeted that too. Now, I, I don't think that former president Trump actually started tweeting again. He has his own platform. I'm, I'm sure that he will. Kanye, he tweeted yesterday, said, quote, testing, testing, seeing, seeing if my Twitter is unblocked. And then later, he also tweeted Shalom with a smiley face. Kathy Griffin, I mentioned, is back. Oh, uh, Jordan Peterson also back, as is the Babylon B. Boy, some people take that Babylon B as being real. It's not. It's a satire site. So if you see the Babylon B, it's not real. It's just, it's just jokes. Trent Reznor, Jack White wasn't happy about it. Reznor called Twitter a toxic environment, said, quote, we don't need the arrogance of the billionaire class to feel like they can just come in and solve everything. Sorry, Trent Reznor, just scroll past it, dude. Um, Same thing about Jack White. And also, uh, I was reading this today, people are tweeting entire movies to prove the copyright strike system is not working. Didn't see that on Twitter. I hadn't, I've never been that big of a Twitter guy. never. From time to time, I would just to uh, get sports news around fantasy football time, following uh, some fantasy people, you know following sports people, ESPN people, CBS people, just to kind of get an update on, on fantasy stuff, but not that big on Twitter. And I signed up to Planet on Twitter. And I didn't confirm my account, so I don't think we're officially there yet. But it's Listen to the Planet on Twitter if you want to follow us. Oh, and then CBS. Did you see this? CBS said that they were going to boycott Twitter. They were going to take a pause due to Elon Musk letting all those bad people back on Twitter. But 48 hours later, they were back on Twitter. According to this story, Elon Musk poked fun at CBS for returning to Twitter less than 48 hours. There, uh, due to their, it was because of uncertainty due due to the new due to the new management. Hang on, let me let me pause that. My audio's coming through my TV. But this is what CBS News wrote on Twitter. After pausing for much of the weekend to assess the security concerns, CBS News and stations is resuming its activity on Twitter as we continue to monitor the situation. And Elon Musk replied and just kind of had that emoji like this, the the little giggling emoji. His wordless response received nearly 100,000 likes in an hour. So they said, well, we're off. And then less than 48 hours later, oh, never mind. We're, we're still here. And then also, too, man, I, I some sad news over the weekend. I saw a lot of people posting about this. Jason David Frank, Power Ranger. Passed away at the age of 49. Some stories aren't mentioning his cause of death. Some websites saying it was death by suicide. He died in Texas. That's according to his representative, Justine Hunt. She told that to TMZ. He was part of the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers TV franchise. Little, I I, I didn't get into that. Uh, I guess I was a little old for Power Rangers. But I know a lot of uh, "quote unquote" '90s kids, or people born in the '90s, were posting and and um, sharing stories of his of his death. But according to people, Jason David Frank's representative asked for privacy for the actor's family and friends as they quote come to terms with the loss of such a wonderful human being. So kind of a. Uh, sad story there which which power ranger did he play see i was it the white yeah i think it was the white power ranger yep and there he was here he is in his his white uniform a lot of kids used to get into power rangers back in the day i'm a little too old for that but remember seeing it on tv you know and I, and I, I, this next story i, I don't want to give too much to it but I think, but I think we have to talk about it. The shooting at Club Q, which was a um, a gay club in Colorado, correct? And I just kind of don't like giving time to people who, you know, do these mass shootings. But. I, I do want to bring up there were there were two guys um that disarmed him in the club so he, he th- this guy killed at least five people this 22 year old gunman uh, he's identified now as Anderson Lee Aldrich killed at least five people injured 25 others but they were two patrons there who apparently rushed him, disarmed him, and another one beat him with his own gun. So imagine, you know, imagine that happening. This guy is shooting people, and then two heroic patrons that that were at the club rush him, take his weapon away, which they're describing as a long rifle. And they beat this dude with his with, with his weapon and held him there until police were able to arrest him. um so th- you know I, I googled a little bit of the story this morning there There's one story coming out of the IBT Times um saying that this suspect is the grandson of a of a, of a Republican politician who voiced his support for the January 6th Capitol attacks. You know, again, sad story. People passed away, and then got be, to be the connection there. But, you know, again, I, I just don't like giving, you know, talking about these shootings and, and, and giving this gunman any time. President Joe Biden celebrated his birthday. (laughs) What did he do? Well, he had some coconut cake. (laughs) And he celebrated at his granddaughter's wedding. And he also set a record, which I don't think, don't hate me, but I don't think it is a great record. Now, he turned 80 on Sunday. And he became the first octogenarian to serve in the Oval Office. Is that how you say it? Octogenarian? Which means he's the first 80-year-old president. Man, these career politicians, 40 40 or so plus years. But he marked his birthday uh, eating ice cream. Riding his bike. <laughs> no, nah, it's just a joke. He had brunch with his uh, first lady, Joe Biden. And the, then he attended the wedding of his granddaughter, Naomi Biden, on the White House South Lawn. Oh, and he had a coconut cake, by the way. Celebrated his 80th birthday. Oh, and he also made a call to the U.S. men's national soccer team. The World Cup got underway on Sunday. This is what he said. Probably is not as fluent as I'm going to say it, but this is what he said. Coach, put me in. I'm ready to play. I know you're the underdog, but I tell you what, man, you've got some of the best players in the world on your team, and you're representing this country, and I know you're going to play your hearts out. Let's go shock them all. That was Biden to the team. The U.S. team, by the way, set to play their first game against Wales today. I'm not I'm not big into the World Cup. Not that big into soccer. And before we jump into the World Cup, uh Jason Bush, four day weekend for us. Want to read a few comments. Uh Jason Bush also said fried turkey all day, every day. Russell's in Orneville has some awesome turkey rolls. Guys should talk about what's hard, David. Uh I'm not sure what David means on that, but We'll see, uh, we'll, see, we'll see what he says on the comeback. But, man, World Cup. No beer being served at the World Cup. Beer is banned at the World Cup. And Budweiser is a pretty big sponsor of that. And, look, Americans can drink, but Englishmen and English people can drink, and, and they're not that happy that there's no beer being served at these soccer games. FIFA says, following discussions between host country authorities and FIFA, a decision has been made to focus the sale of alcoholic beverages on the FIFA Fan Festival, other fan destinations, and licensed venues, removing sales points of beer from, and people pronounce it different ways, Qatar, that's how you're kind of supposed to say it, I think, their World Cup stadium perimeters. So... No beer being sold there. That was a last-minute decision due to their government. Um, according to this story from Slate.com, not a great business decision. It's an absolutely, they're calling it a cluster F and a S show because there's so much money to be made for everyone. Budweiser already shipped an untold gallonage, that's what they're calling it, of its beer. And they have plans to sell it in tents, Budweiser, right outside the stadium. The company's public relations team conveyed to Fortune earlier this month that it's trained 6,000 workers in the country where alcohol is typically, typically not sold except on the premises of... Of establishments patronized by foreigners, they showed them how to serve beer. The tents are already set up, and the tournament starts in two days. So this was kind of previous. Budweiser says, we're still doing it. And also, there's a little controversy at the World Cup. Let me, let me pull up this story. This is from ESPN. So there is a one love armband and some teams are abandoning this so this one love armband has a heart and it has a rainbow on it but the captains of England Wales Belgium Denmark Germany and the Netherlands will not wear the one love anti-discrimination armband in, their, in the World Cup opening games after confirmation that their captains would be given yellow cards if they took part in the initiative and, and not wearing the ban. The announcement, according to the story from ESPN, came just before their World Cup campaigns were scheduled to start. The National Federation said they were prepared to pay a fine for their captains, To wear the One Love armband, but once it became clear the captions would be sanctioned, they had to change plans. Also, a statement FIFA has been very clear that it will impose sporting sanctions if our captains wear the armbands on the field of play. says, as national federations, we can't put our players in a position where they could face sporting sanctions, including bookings, so we have asked the captains not to attempt to wear the armbands in FIFA World Cup games. They say, quote, we were prepared to pay fines that would normally apply to breaches of kit regulations and had a strong commitment to wearing the armband. However, we cannot put our players in the situation where they might be booked or even forced to leave the field of play. So we're very frustrated by the FIFA decision, which we believe is unprecedented. Players, coaches are disappointed. There are strong supporters of the inclusion and will show their support in other ways. So some of these countries wanted to wear this band, And we're told not to. Let's see, this was from, uh, there's a lot of acronyms. We stand for the one love message and we'll continue to spread it, but our number one priority at the World Cup is to win games. You don't want the captain to start the match with a yellow card. That is why, with a heavy heart, that we as the UEFA working group, KNVB, and as a team decided to abandon our plan. But do you watch the World Cup? It's huge, man. Like, like the biggest sport on planet Earth is, is soccer. Like world, you know, on a, on a world stage. Huge. And I, I really don't get into it. But soccer here in South Louisiana, really not that big. I know some local high schools have, have huge teams, have some great players in the area. But not, not that big of a sport here in South Louisiana. But World Cup, big money, but no beer, being served at the arenas this year. What else are we going to talk about? Got a little more talk coming up, uh, football talk in about fifteen minutes or so because we have the Planet Pigskin update powered by Passalit Cajun Seasoning. Saints got a win yesterday. Are we going to make a playoff run? <laughs> uh, all that coming up. What else are we going to talk about today? Oh, I didn't mention this. I wanted to mention it when we started the show, and I didn't. So this morning, I, I got somewhat of a late start. I, I'd like to be here at work at 6, and today was about, I don't know, 6.20 or so. And so I'm thinking everything's going okay. I'm like, okay, well, I'm 20 minutes late, but I'll have time to get stuff together for the power hour. And so I'm getting things together, man, going through some headlines, going through some morning show prep, all that. And I got, you know, see, you can see in the back, I got, you know, got my lights on, started started getting everything ready. I I did a break during the 7 o'clock hour. Making notes and then I'm like, well, I'm going to turn my cameras on So I go and I have have three different cameras Uh, If you look so I got we got an angle shot see here's an angle shot also got a shot um, Going to the screen up there if we want so I have three different cameras And then I go to turn on my iPad which runs the app that controls the cameras and that I can come here and switch different views, or I can, I can take the graphics off, put the graphics on, you know, all that stuff. I do it through my iPad. So it's 7.35, and I'm like, where's my iPad? It's at my house. <laughs> so it's 7.35, and there's no iPad. Now, luckily, my office, my studio, everything is in Church Point, and I live like five minutes away, still in Church Point. i got to cross the big metropolis of Church Point because it's, it's on two different sides of town. And so at 7.35 this morning, I leave to go and get my iPad. And so I had to hurry up. Go get my iPad, come back, and then continue to get everything ready for the show. So I'm, I'm somewhat scattered in my brain this morning. Hopefully, it's, that's not coming off too, too bad on the show. But that happened. It sure, it sure was a Monday. I might have to get two iPads because this iPad that I have, I only have one, and I use it to DJ weddings. It's kind of like my, my backup. I have some songs on here just in case something happens to my computer, my controller. I have a little something if I have an oh, shh moment. So this was still in my DJ bag. And at 7.35 with like 25 or so minutes left, I realized that I don't have my iPad to, to get the cameras on, to get the cameras on the air and to go live on Facebook. But it sure felt like a Monday today. Let's get to this uh-uh moment. Again, I'm going to explain what is an uh-uh moment. It's a story that I, that I read. First two words out my mouth, uh-uh. And again, it can be an amazed uh-uh. It can be um, like kind of a flabbergasted uh-uh, like a uh-uh. But here's the headline. A bank robber's note was written on the back of his birth certificate. See? Uh Uh-uh. Now, in a normal bank robbery, the authorities may try to track down the thief by analyzing the handwriting on the note that was handed to the teller. This guy, 30-year-old Michael Lloyd, just made it way easier. Now, Michael Lloyd has admitted to robbing a bank in Missouri earlier this year. He handed the teller a note Quote, give me your money now, don't say anything, I have a partner outside. So the teller followed the order, and Lloyd got away with $754. See, it's not even worth it. The note was written with a pink highlighter on the back of his birth certificate. Why his birth certificate? Like, what was going on in this dude's world that he had his birth certificate handy and that he was able to write his note on the back of it? Was that the only thing he had laying around? No no piece of scrap paper? Nothing. Nothing. Also, Lloyd was also wearing an active ankle monitor at the time relating to another case. Okay. So Lloyd's not smart. There we go. So the authorities had no problem tracking Lloyd down. And for what? $754. Here's what Lloyd told the authorities. That he got into a fight with his lover, someone named Ashley. And that he robbed the bank to, quote, prove a point. It's unclear what the point was. He's looking now at a maximum sentence of up to 20 years in prison, and a $250,000 fine. Uh Uh-uh. All for $754. Come on, man. $754. Oh, by the way, you want to win some money? Here's a random story this morning. Kellogg's wants people to build gingerbread houses out of Pop-Tarts this year. And whoever makes the best one could win fifteen grand. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, Kellogg's announced this with a fake listing on Zillow. Okay. The example they built, hard to beat. It's a four-bed, two-bath home that's fully furnished. Even the bathtub and toilet lids are Pop-Tarts. Dang, so they went off. Let me see this, uh, this photo. Ooh, that's that's pretty nice what they did. I don't see that being real. I think that's computer generated, but that's just me. But they built a Pop Tart house, and that's what they're looking for. Fifteen grand. See if there's any other uh, details if you wanna if you wanna check this out. Uh, just lost my notes, and here they are. Um, use the hashtag on Instagram or Twitter. See, Kellogg's is using Twitter. Come on, man. Stop hating. Hashtag gingerbread pop tart entry. You can also draw your design, which sounds easier if you have those skills. And Kellogg's claims that you can win anyway. The cutoff day, December 16th. Full rules at poptarts.com slash contest. Just a little side note. If you're a pop tart fan and you want to build a gingerbread house. Uh, before we jump into football, did I, did I miss anything that I wanted to talk about today? Odds are I, I did. Having to run back home at 7.35 to get my iPad, I probably missed something this morning. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Oh, Yellowstone? Yellowstone played last night, did it? And am I, am I missing it, not watching Yellowstone? had a friend of mine on a post that I did last week. He told me, yes, you're missing out. Watch the first couple seasons, and he says you're going to be hooked. Maybe that's something I'll watch over the Thanksgiving holidays. Yellowstone, what is it, season five? I didn't watch season one, season two, season three, season four, season nothing. Could be a little binge-watching deal for me. Um... I think that's it. I think that was all the really major headlines of this Monday. Let me go to our Planet Facebook page, see how the algorithm is feeling, and see if we have any comments on the question that I put this morning. You can feel free. Feel free to go and comment if you like. Ask the question here on the Power Hour. Do you do turkey for Thanksgiving? If not turkey, what do you do? Honey ham, stuffed turkey rolls, and roast beef in a slow cooker. Chad had a comment as well. He posted a meme about glazing your turkey with LSD. (laughs) But happy Thanksgiving again. We're going to be off Thursday and Friday. Now, the station won't be off, but it's going to be nothing but music. Thursday and Friday. I'll be off. Bridget will be off. Bridget does the afternoon show. From 3 until 6, so you can hang out with her today, tomorrow, Wednesday. But we'll be off Thursday and Friday and then back on Cyber Monday. Also thinking about doing this, too. And since I'm saying it, we're probably going to have to do it. But I'm thinking about doing a, like, Black Friday, uh, Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday sale at the Planet Store go to listen to planet.com and we have a store where you can get planet swag from hats and shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts and koozies and water bottles all there for you and even our AVA shirt which by the way on Veterans Day we raised about uh, close to $500 for the AVA with these shirts so i decided to support the AVA which is the Acadiana Veteran Alliance if you go to listen to Planet.com, You can click on the store. Then there's going to be a special page that's titled AVA. That Planet shirt, all the proceeds, thanks to Eric at Graphics Plus who set up the store, he agreed to this. All the proceeds when we sell the AVA shirt, because that's going to be available all the time, goes to local veterans here in Acadiana through the AVA. And, And it's a very cool shirt. It's a military green shirt. The Planet logo is black. There's an American flag on the sleeve and the AVA logo on the back. But on Veterans Day, I posted about it, and a lot of you purchased a shirt, and I I thank you very much for that. But thinking about doing a a Black Friday, Thanksgiving, Cyber Monday sale, so just make sure to stay tuned to The Planet, Uh, our social media account. I'll let you know about that. I'll get with Eric from Graphics Plus today, see if we can set that up and give you a little special for the holidays. Now time to talk a little football. All thanks to Lit Cajun seasoning. You can get them at local stores here in Acadiana like Fontenot's in Pine Prairie, Benny's in Opelousas, Boscos in Opelousas too, Janice's in Sunset. And my camera is backwards when I'm when I'm looking at it. Um got it here. There we go. But PassaLig.com, that is their website. They also have the Seafood Boil, too. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see it. They got a veggie mix. But I want to say thanks to them for powering our Planet Pigskin update that we do at about 8.50 every Friday and Monday morning. Not heavy on the salt, no MSG, a very true Cajun flavor. I like it a lot. I like the hot. And spicy, probably my favorite. So there's like spicy, which is spicy, and then hot, which is which is a little bit hotter than the spicy. Where do we start, man? Let's start with the Cajuns. Cajuns fell to Florida State on Saturday morning. Look, and I hate to say we expected it. You know, anything can happen, but thanks for the check, Florida State. Now would have been would it would it have been great for the Cajuns to win? Yes, it would have been very cool for the Cajuns to upset Florida State in Tallahassee, but we didn't do it. But I was reading a couple reports and and stories, and and the, the team is still together. You know, despite the ups and downs of the season, the team is still supporting each other, which is a great thing. But Cajuns didn't look good Saturday. And look, Florida State's a great team. They beat LSU week one of the season. What's, I mean, what's Florida State? Twenty or so? That's their uh, their ranking. They kind of came on at the end of the season too. But the Cajuns have one more game left. Cajuns are on the road against Texas State. That is going to be on Saturday. At 4 o'clock. I'm not sure if that, uh, let me see if that's going to be maybe on ESPN+. Plus. I'm not seeing anything about it, though. But the final for Saturday's game, 49-17. Cajuns are able to put up some points towards the uh, end of the game in the fourth quarter, which I'm sure the second and third string was in for Florida State. By the way, Florida State number number 16. So, I think they moved up in the rankings. LSU also got a win against UAB in a rainy Tiger Stadium on Saturday. Tigers ranked number six. Now, UAB, we figured that was going to be a win, right? On Friday, I picked... The Tigers to win and a pick Florida State to win. But is there going to be a shakeup in college football? Will LSU somehow make their way into the college football playoff rankings? They're number 6. Boy, and and I saw this funny ah did I did I save it? It was a funny meme about week 1 LSU Man, and I—I don't—I don't think I saved it. And it may have been on an LSU type social media account, but it was—you know—we didn't think it was going to happen. Or, or no, no, you know what it was? It was the percentage of the the chance for each team to win the SEC. I want to say Georgia was number one, then Alabama, Tennessee, maybe Ole Miss, and they were giving LSU barely a chance to win it. And that could that could very well happen, but LSU will have to get through Texas A&M on Saturday, six o'clock kickoff at Kyle Field. And I saw this on social media over the weekend. Looks like Texas A&M fans just turned it off for the season. There weren't very many people. Texas A. There weren't very many fans. In Kyle Stadium to support Texas A&M this past weekend. LSU comes to town. Will we see more people in the, in the stands, in the stadium? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> um, then LSU has Georgia Saturday, December 3rd. I googled LSU football schedule, and that is coming up. Saturday, December 3rd, TBD, LSU and Georgia. For the championship. LSU fans, at the beginning of the season, did you think your Tigers would be number six? It's okay. You can say no. All of you, and this is not, I'm not hating. All of you should say, no, Chris, we did not think that we would be number six. We said that Brian Kelly was garbage. We also said that Jaden Daniels was garbage. The offensive line was garbage. We said all that week one when we lost to Florida State. But old BK said October's for pretenders and November's for contenders. LSU turned it around. I'm happy for them. Not hating on LSU. I'm happy for them. But give your teams a shot. Give your teams a chance. Don't call the season after week 1. There are many games to be played. I mean, look at me. Look at me. I said the Saints would go 12 and 5 back when the schedule came out. You see it on this little piece of paper. 12 and 5. Now, could we be what, 9 and 7? Maybe. Maybe are we coming around? I I, I don't think so. But it, it kind of pained me to see empty seats at the Superdome yesterday while watching the game on TV. It, it it really did. Now Superdome's normally packed, normally sold out. But like every team got fair weather fans. If you're gonna like your team, like your team. Support your team. The whole, the whole entire way. You wanna, you wanna revisit this? Now the Saints won yesterday. Um, let me see if they got times. Um wanna see if they because we got a couple of TBD games as well. I don't think. Uh let's see. No, still to be determined. Wanted to see if maybe we got a, a time on the Falcons and Carolina game. Um, no, but the Saints won 27-20 yesterday. Look, I'll, I'll be honest, that was a battle of two horrible teams, just like it was a week before when we played the horrible Pittsburgh Steelers. And we lost to the Steelers. I was hoping for a win yesterday, but I was preparing myself for another loss. Cam Jordan didn't play. We got a lot of injuries. But, I mean, so does the Rams, though. Cooper Cup on injured reserve. That was a good thing that played into our favor. Didn't want Honey Badger to get beat again. Although he's been tackling. Maybe he teamed up with some eight-year-olds. They got some tackling dummies and eight-year-olds showed Tyron Matthew how to tackle again. Because he's tackling now. I don't know. Maybe there's an incentive in his contract where he needs to get so many tackles and he needs to make that before the end of the season. But we have a lot of injuries. And I, I think we do have a difficult schedule coming up. Now, look, do as a Saints fan... I, I, I guess I'm going to have to get back positive. I, I was really positive at the beginning of the season. You, you can see it here. And you, and you can go back. You can check tape. I got reels about this. Instagram reels about this. 12 and 5 is what I said. Can we make a run? Yeah. Let me, Let me look up the NFC South standings. Bucs at 5 and 5, Falcons at 5 and 6, Saints at 4 and 7, and the Panthers at 3 and 8. And we still have San Francisco next week. That is a 325 kickoff on Fox. It's going to be tough to get through San Francisco, but can we? I, I think we can. Going to have to stop, um, what's his face? Christian McCaffrey, now playing for the 49ers. We're going to have to stop him. Is it possible? Yes. Is it possible to beat Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football on December fifty? Uh, excuse me, December 5th. Yes, it is. We got a lot of division games coming up. Division games are, you know, can be competitive, even though the NFC South is pretty bad. Tom Brady, though, getting over his divorce, and he's starting to play some football. Mama really left him, and now he's starting to play some football. See, it was all in limbo. Finally, they said, and then he started playing again. Now, after we play Tampa, there's a bye week. And then we have the Falcons, which is on December 18th, time to be determined. Because on the early schedule... That game was supposed to be on December 17th or December 18th. Now it looks like that game will be on December 18th. That's a home game. That's a winnable game for us. At Cleveland, Christmas Eve, can can we unwrap a gift of of a Saints win? It's winnable. Now this one, again, if you go back and check tape, I, I, I kind of thought I was being pessimistic. I wasn't being the optimist. I said that we were going to ring in 2023 with the Saints loss. We're playing at Philadelphia. Now, at the beginning of the season, I said that we'd win that game. But Philadelphia is a tough team. But they've been struggling lately. They barely got past Indianapolis yesterday. So could we win on New Year's Day? Yep. We can. And then the early schedule said January 7th or 8th for the Panthers game. And it looks like, according to what I'm reading today, that has been set for January 8th, still to be determined. So I guess that's a couple of those flex games, December 17th and 18th and January 7th and 8th. That will be the final game. But, you know, what I'm thinking, is a playoff run just a, just a tease? Is it, is it just a tease for us Saints fans? Can we make a run in the playoffs if, if I'm not, not going to say if we win out, but if we win enough games to get into the playoffs, is it going to be a tease? And are we going to be let down by the Saints in the, in the wild card round? I, I, I don't know. I need to fire myself up. I need to fire myself up again because a lot of you are laughing at me at the beginning of the season because I was so fired up. <laughs> I was I was so fired up. I had people laughing at me on my Instagram reel. That one got a lot of comments and like comments nationally. I think I got over three thousand or four thousand views on that reel, and people were calling me stupid, saying that the Saints were going to go twelve and five. But as a who to to heart man, I I really I really thought we had it because on paper. We were going to be badass this season. But on the field, it didn't quite turn out that way. Right decision for Andy Dalton to stay quarterback? I thought they had a nice mix yesterday of Taysom, Andy Dalton, Alvin Kamara. Boy, Chris Olave, man. I, I hope for the sake of Chris Olave, we get us a quarterback. Because Chris Olave is the real deal. He is. And he's going to be great for us down the stretch. I I think he's the future at wide receiver for the Saints. Hope he stays healthy. We just got to have somebody that can throw to him for, for years to come. And Andy Dalton's not that dude. Jameis Winston, I don't know. We're going to have to make that decision and also make a coaching decision at the end of this season. But Olave, I like him. So that's almost time to wrap things up here on the Planet Power Hour. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on the planet. We do this every Monday through Friday. Let me see. Um, let's see. Oh, I got I got a spammer. Uh, Seth Thomas, he got some high-quality H2O. John, if the Saints team went on a run and won the Super Bowl, they'd be the worst Super Bowl championship team of all time, but I would be here for it. it. It's true, man. Saints defense played a lot better, but also the quarterback missed some passes yesterday. He did. So the Saints D got lucky a few times. Yep. But if they made a playoff run, Uh, I don't know. I just think if they made a playoff run, we would would get disappointed. And I hate thinking that way. But thanks for listening this morning. We'll do it again tomorrow morning. The Planet Power Hour at 8 a.m. We'll be live on my Chris Logan Facebook page. Going to be live. I'll I'll share that to our Listen to the Planet Facebook page. Don't forget, got the YouTube channel. The Planet Power Hour with Chris Logan. You can watch the episodes there if you miss any. We're on Spotify, The Planet Power Hour. You can also watch the videos there, too, if you miss the show every morning. And then live on The Planet, the online station. It's doing rock from the 90s and 2000s all online. So I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m.